This is our third and last session on First uh, Peter 3, 8, and 9. And we have one question to ask, and yet it is the most complicated and theologically explosive question, it seems to me, namely, what does the word this refer to here? So, Father, even though here at the outset that may not sound like a big deal, we know it is a big deal, and great theological issues and gospel issues hang on how we think about motivation of love. And so I pray that you would come and help me now and help all of us as we look at this to think your thoughts and to be guarded from error and be filled with the spirit of truth and love. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, tender heart, a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for to this... You were called that you may inherit a blessing. Now, let me throw out two possibilities for you, and you'll see the hugeness of the difference between them. The question is, what does this refer to? Does this refer forward and defined by this clause right here? So, You were called to this, namely, that you may inherit a blessing. The calling is a calling to the inheritance. It's a calling to the blessing. So if you take this as going forward instead of backwards, which we'll see in a minute, going forward, then this is defined by the that clause, and this that introduces a clause that uh, simply defines this, the calling. And it, it makes um, the calling a reference to the blessing. Now, is that supported anywhere in First Peter to think that way? Well, yes, it is. For example, here we are in 5.10. After you have suffered a little while... The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So clearly, call the, the content of the call here is a future inheritance of, of the, the eternal glory of Christ. So if you go back here, somebody might say, well, there it is. There's your your proof and your evidence that this should refer to uh, that you have or that you may inherit a blessing. He's called you to inherit an eternal blessing in Christ, and therefore that's what you were called to. Okay, that's one option. Here's the other one. Suppose this refers that way, and it refers to not repaying evil for evil. So it would read like this. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, because you were called to that, this. You called to this, and the this goes back. That's the behavior you were called to. And if that's the case, then this word that is not 
defining the content of this. It's giving the motive for this behavior and this calling. In order that, you might inherit a blessing. So, you're called to not repay evil for evil. You're called to bless those who curse you so that you would inherit a blessing. Now, those are the two options. Is there anything to support this second one? Well, I think even more support than the first one. We've already seen just a few verses earlier, chapter 2, verse 20, speaking to slaves, servants. If when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. God is very pleased with that behavior. For to this you have been called. Does that sound familiar? For to this you were called. 2.20 For to this you have been called. That's a really close parallel. And what does this refer to here? For to this you have been called. What? Namely that. That behavior. Suffering when you endure. Enduring it patiently. Because, it's not followed by a that, because Christ suffered for you. So your call to live this way is grounded in the fact that Christ suffered for you, for you first, and then as an example, two ways he suffered for you, in your place and as an example, that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was, aha, reviled, he did not revile. Okay, now we've got Two parallels. For to this you were called, and Christ himself did not revile when he was reviled, just like we are not to repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. So it seems virtually certain to me, and there is one other argument, that Peter here is thinking in terms that he's already spelled out in 2.20 to 23, namely, that the calling here is a calling to suffer patiently rather than return evil for evil. And that makes the that here a motive in order that you might inherit a blessing. I said there was one other argument. I'm not going to refer to it now, but it's, it's the way uh, three... 10 to 12 argues. You can check that out for yourself. We'll be going there in the future. The, the nature of the support in 310 to 12 supports this, interpre this interpretation, I think. But this leaves us with one last question. Is it a theological problem to say, okay, we were called by the death of Christ and his not returning evil for evil to join him in not repaying evil for evil, but returning with blessing so that we would inherit a blessing. Does that mean that the inheriting of the blessing is earned by behaving this way? Do this so that you can get that. That's what that means. Do this, do this so that you can have this. That's what that says. Does that kind of logic or motive 
mean we're into works religion. We're we're working our justification. We're bringing about our justification by we earning it because now we've done the right things and we get the inheritance. And there are two two reasons why First Peter, if you're just reading it in sequence, won't let you go there. Chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, 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 undeserved, he has caused us to be born again. So we began our Christian life by mercy through the new birth to a living hope, to the re- living hope through the resurrection. So through new birth and through the resurrection, we have a living hope. What is that? To an inheritance. There it is. That's the inheritance of 3.9. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith. We have this inheritance by virtue of the resurrection of Jesus, by virtue of being born again, by virtue of mercy. We didn't earn it. We came into it by grace or mercy alone. A second argument that we're not earning our inheritance is that you don't earn inheritances. <laughs> inheritances are given to children. They're not earned by slave labor. So that brings us to one last argument. First Peter 1 Peter 1.22 Having purified your souls by obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly. That, that would be the positive way of, of saying don't return evil for evil, but bless Bless, love one another earnestly from a pure heart since, since, not in order to be born again, but since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. This means it can't fade. You, you're already secured as a born again child of God with, with an imperishable seed so that you will inherit eternal life. So I'm back here to three, three, nine. And I say again, I do believe that this, to this you were called, refers to not repaying evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. You were called to that because of its parallel in 220 to 23. And therefore this, that is an argument that we should thereby inherit a blessing. Not to earn it, but to show that we are the children of God, to show that we have this kind of DNA in us. We were born not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. This is the DNA of Jesus in us. And we must have the DNA of Jesus in us by union with him through new birth in order to inherit the blessing and the evidence that we have union with Christ and his DNA is that we live the way he lived.